is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie here along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. And guess what, guys? It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Ah! <laughs> well, so glad you guys are along for the ride today. Let's get started on that musical journey. Woo, let's do it. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first, Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, Al Petrelli stops by the show every fall season to let you know the latest in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra tour. And this time, we get really into the creative process with Al. And he opens up about honesty, vulnerability, and all sorts of good stuff that you can take into your creative career or into your life. This is good, awesome life advice here. Now, Al is one of TSO's guitarists, and he's the musical director, and he's an original member of the group. And 2018 marks the 20th anniversary of Trans-Siberian Orchestra on tour. The tour this year is the Ghosts of Christmas Eve. You don't want to miss this rock opera. Tickets are on sale now. They'll be at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs November 14th. That's a Wednesday, guys, so mark it on the calendar. Grab your tickets. Concert starts at 730. All right, sisters, who's next? Did you know that there's a number one new age billboard artist living right here in the heartland, right here in Omaha? Matthew Mayer stops by the show today. This pianist and composer's latest album is titled Beautiful You, and the whole album music and message is theme-centered about self-care, self-confidence, and believing in yourself. Yes, an awesome album, and to get to that, he talks about how he had to make himself super vulnerable, so putting it all out there is the definition of being brave. You'll hear all about it from Matthew and It's important to remember to take that vulnerability into your life and your creative career. His new album is also a Gold Parents Choice Award winner. It's been a number one Amazon bestseller, and it's been featured on One World Music Radio in the UK. South Dakota born and Omaha living, Matthew Mayer will be joining your weekend right here very soon. season of coughs, sniffles, and needing extra naps. Now, if you have been visited by strep throat, the flu, or any one of these viruses, you'll get a kick out of the fact that right now I am talking to you through a mask because my son has strep throat. Now, he's on an antibiotic, and I'm hoping and praying that I do not get it. So this mask has been my best friend, and I'm trying not to spread it to Allie and Bo here. Well, Allie, you've had some sniffles yourself. Yes, I was just starting to get a cold this week, and it was about 10 o'clock at night, and I asked Dave if he could just stop at a Walgreens because I had a whole bunch of work to get done that night, and I wanted to just feel better and not have the sniffles while I was working. So I had asked him if he could get the cold tablets. So what he came home with instead was the Theraflu powder that you mix in with hot water. So I was like, okay, it's not the tablets, but I'll just, you know, drink it up. I took it, and then I started to feel really exhausted and super tired and I read the label more carefully and he got the nighttime version that makes you drowsy (laughs) and I couldn't get any of my work done and I fell asleep and I just slept the whole night so I woke up way behind on my to-do list and some of that to-do list was this show (laughs) 
But fortunately, if you're hearing this, we got it in in time. It got done. Well, you know, the moral of the story is never send your husband to the grocery store for anything. You might just end up with something a little bit different than you wanted. But you did get a good night's sleep. I did. Maybe he was thinking of me for that. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys are going to wake up with this next interview. Al Petrelli It's coming up next. Trans-Siberian Orchestra heading to the heartland. Hear all about the show and some great tips for your creative life. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, Al Petrelli, guitarist and musical director of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, stops by every year at this time to let you know about TSO's latest tour and what's going on with the crew this year. Their tickets for their 20th anniversary winter tour are about to go on sale, and you guys, this show is bigger and better every year. Welcome, welcome to the show, Al Petrelli. Favorite sound ever. Good morning. How are you? We are good. And how are you, Al? You know, every year we look forward to our chat with you because you really share your heart and we appreciate talking with you every year. Well, thank you. And I love talking to you guys. It's like a homecoming every time we're on the phone. And (laughs) what makes my heart happy is that I know I I speak with you today. And then in a couple weeks, I'll be in Omaha and in Council Bluffs and everything will be perfect. Yeah. So every year you give us an update and every year you guys manage to outdo yourselves from the year before and you change things up. So what can we expect this year from the tour? Last year, we had an incredible year uh, in every way. But that one's in the history books. You know, that's yesterday's news. So every year we know that, okay, well, let's build it from the ground up one more time, and we got to do it better than we did last year because we owe you guys, and I say this all the time to you, you know that. Yes. Everybody deserves a perfect first show. We are performing the Ghost of Christmas Eve in its entirety, okay. all right? But as usual, the front of the show and the back of the show will be different. I'm excited to, first of all, you know, walk into the Mid-America Center and see it for the first time myself because I've seen sketches and computer renderings. Okay. But what, it's like watching a lightning storm on TV. It kind of isn't the same thing until you're, like, you're in the middle of it going, oh, my God, this is incredible. So now one of the purposes of our show is to make sure we encourage people to stay in touch with their creative side because, you know, we believe that, you know, staying in touch with your creativity is such an important part of life and such an important part of keeping your sanity. Amen. Yeah, so let's talk creativity for just a, a little bit. One of the most difficult things to deal with as a creative is self doubt. So, how do you manage? self-doubt or do you even have self-doubt anymore after having done this for so long and if you don't have it anymore when you did have it how did you get through that Uh, i always suffered from it uh, certainly when you're cutting your teeth um but what i learned is that if you're very well prepared and i mean not making believe you're well prepared i'm talking about putting the time in like when you're so exhausted and you put like another couple hours in, okay. that's when you know insecurities and self-doubt and, and that, that wondering kind of it will go to the wayside because if you're really really prepared, and I mean knowing what you're supposed to know, like like it's like it's breathing or a heartbeat, it just becomes so second nature. Uh-huh. Then there's nothing to doubt. Now in the world as we know it, there's plenty to worry about and doubt. And, you know, I've learned to worry about things that are in my control. And if it's mm-hmm. in my control, then I have nothing to worry about because I'm going to prepare. And you guys know that every time I get to Omaha, 
you know, I spend a lot of time with a guy named Mick Doyle at his gym, right, you know, right. and I've been like uh, a student of boxing for years. And I used to be terrified getting in the ring because you, you stand in front of a professional fighter. It's like, that's what I, I never mind self-doubt. I'm just, uh, I'm <laughs> fearful of my life. But as the years go on and I practice and I work really hard at it, I become less and less fearful because I know that, listen, I've done as much work as I could humanly do to step in that ring and hold my own at my level. It's the same thing with playing guitar, singing, playing piano, or any other occupation. So I do the work. And don't make believe you're doing the work because you will know the difference. And if you're fearful, you know, then you know deep in your heart that you really didn't apply yourself as much as you can. Well, guys, if you're just joining us, it's Al Petrelli from Trans-Siberian Orchestra here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Okay, so now somewhat related to the self-doubt is the critical inner voice. And I think a lot of creatives do deal with that voice that says, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? I kind of savor that because that's what keeps me kind of, you know, really sharp. About a month ago, my wife and I went to see Paul Rogers and Jeff Beck. I was watching Jeff Beck play the guitar, and at 71 years old, he's better now than he was yesterday, not to mention 40 years ago. And I just know that, well, if he keeps getting better, I have so far to go to even like begin to be in the same sentence as him, never mind the same league. That'll never happen. But that's part of the journey because the journey never ends. You take this on as a lifelong responsibility to, to be a good student of whatever art it is that you, you, uh, you follow. And then you, you don't have to be self-critical. There's stuff I listen to and go, why did I do that? But that, that's part of the learning process. So okay. don't do that next time. Do something different. A complete art is what's considered a dead art. Okay. So if we consider it to be constantly incomplete, then it'll live forever, and you'll, you'll spend your lifetime on this journey. And, and that's the fun part of it. Looking at it as a journey that you're just in the process of learning. I like that. Yeah, yeah, and if you if you look at it for any other reasons, you're not going to succeed at it or you're not going to be good at it because if you know there isn't enough money on the planet to pay somebody to do something they really don't love. You just got to want to do it for the sake of being good at something, not for all the trappings and the accolades that go along with it. If that happens later on, awesome. Yeah. But if you think about some of the greatest artists ever, they never started out saying, "Well, you know, I want to be rich or I want to be this. I just want to be good." Those are words to live by. And stay tuned for more words of creative wisdom from Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Now, if you're just joining us, you're hearing from Al Petrelli, musical director and guitarist for Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, every year, this time of year, he stops by to tell you about what's new with the tour, with the band, and with his life. So we're going to get back with Al Petrelli right now. Now, what does inspire your creativity? Where do you get inspiration from? Everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Every time I hear my daughter laugh in the morning... Every time I walk around my house, every time I walk on that stage and I now, look out to the audience. that's a mindset? Probably at this point. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I'm a little bit older and a, a little bit more pensive every day. But to be honest with you, you know, like when I was a kid, what would inspire me is hearing somebody, like, amazing that really, like, touched my heart. Okay. And going, wow, i got to be able to do that. Flying 35,000 feet, you know, in an airplane going to Japan and flying over a thunderstorm and seeing the thunder and the light, you know, seeing the lightning beneath you. 
can be awe-inspiring. And, you know, I learned a long time ago, there was a a, a really, really great songwriter named Desmond Child. Uh I I was working with him on an Alice Cooper record back in, I think, 1990. And, you know, I still had that kind of like 27-year-old bravado about me, you know, Brooklyn (laughs) tough guy, whatever. And Desmond looked at me and goes, if you want to be a true artist, you have to let go of that and let, you know, joy, pain, anger, sorrow, all these things kind of enter you, so you have something to say when you pick up your instrument. And that stuck with me for a long time. You can't be afraid of emotions, you can't be afraid of expressing emotions, and you have to be secure enough, going back to what you and I spoke about a minute ago, be secure enough in your abilities to kind of be vulnerable at that moment and to, to capture that moment in time. So how old were you when you actually started implementing that? I don't know, probably this morning. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, a long time ago. I I guess when I started working with Paul, because Paul hired me back in 94, 95 to first start recording for him. And he said, I just need you to play a bunch of guitar solos on a record. And I said, yeah, dude, that's fine. I'll be done in like two or three weeks. And seven months later, we were still working on it because he goes, yeah, it's all good, but I still don't believe you. So dig deeper and and really find that. So I I guess since then, I've learned to kind of just like when I I close my eyes and I play the guitar, I just kind of go somewhere. Okay, so that is really interesting. When you heard that, I I don't feel it, dig deeper. How did you internalize that and how did you end up giving him the performance he was after? Well, at first I rolled my eyes. Okay. Because, you know, I'd never heard the expression before. And, you know, and, and again, I came from kind of, you know, smoking cigarettes, less pole around my neck, you know, barroom guitar player. And then I, I always admired Paul's work. I always loved what he had done. And he had just this incredible spirit. And after the initial, oh, God, I kind of was intuitive enough to realize, well, he's gotten somewhere... Well, he's gotten to the place he is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And God blessed me with two ears and one mouth, which means I should listen twice as much as I okay. talk mathematically. Okay. And I said, well, if I aspire to be in the same position as him or to be as good as him, I should probably you know, take his word for it and do what he tells me to do. Okay. So getting over the arrogance of yourself, I think, is an important step in the right direction. And you know, that doesn't mean anytime everybody talks, you've got to take what they say and kind of right. you know, like embrace it. But you should listen to it and then judge for yourself. Well, if somebody's in a place that you want to be, you should probably kind of follow in their footsteps for a couple minutes and see what happens. Right. You know, that whole conversation in my head took about eight seconds. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I kind of like let go of whatever was on my mind and just got in the moment of the song. Okay. And when we were done with that take, he looked at me and goes, now I believe you. Okay. And when so- I listened back to it, I heard what he meant. So now do you think it was getting in touch with who you truly are? that you were able to bring out? I think it was getting in touch with who I really wanted to be. Okay. You know, maybe seeing that in the distance and going, okay, I'm, I'm starting to see where I want to end up. So let me, you know, circuitously and baby steps get to that point. Because I do think translating feeling, whether you're a singer or a musician or whatever you do, translating feeling, I think, is a really difficult skill. It's really difficult because you have to be honest. And that's one thing about, you know, Paul's music and the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's that the music is very honest. You know, when, when he first put the faders up on Christmas Eve 1224, you couldn't run away from the power and the impact of that song and the depth and the darkness of it, you know, and the beauty of it. So once you're honest, and I mean, you know, it's one thing to say something in a crowd. It's one thing to say something to your mom or your dad or, or whatever. It's another thing to be honest in the mirror. And if you can learn the honesty, that means you can kind of, not self-deprecation, 
mm-hmm. but honesty. Whereas, like, you know, okay, uh, I really am not where I should be. Uh, it, it's not my boss's fault. It's not my wife's fault. It's not my kid's fault. It's my fault. Uh-huh. Take responsibility for everything and be honest. And then once you're honest, then you can fix the problem. But if you're living in some sort of denial, well, then you never approach the problem. Therefore, that, that spirals out of control. You know, you mentioned how you love working with all the people that are part of the cast and crew. Do you think they all are at that place of honesty, and that's why it works? Yeah, I honestly do, because you couldn't have that chemistry on stage unless there was that honesty that that kind of was the commonality, you know, between everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, You can kind of read fraudulence from a mile away. Right. Uh, and, And the audience may not be able to put their finger on exactly what's wrong, uh-huh. But they're not going to react. They're not going to get that same energy. They're not going to be part of it like they are with our shows because it's the intangibles right. that really come across. And you know, all the bombastic. It. It's a feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It's like watching a great movie. You could tell when somebody made a movie or wrote a book that they're just kind of going through the motions. And then there's other times when you could see a performance that would just like put you on your heels and go, "Wow." Yeah. You know, you don't know why, but so, you just re- related to it because it touched you in a, in a very, very deep part of your heart and your soul. So what do you think it was about Paul that was able to inspire that in you and others and, and pull that out? Was it his he, example or his direction? What? All of the above. Okay. It was everything. He led by example. It was how he was as a person, how he is as a person, how he conducts himself, uh, how he was so passionate about something. I mean, anybody who's that passionate about something, you got to like just sit back and say, okay, what's up with this guy? Okay. You know, he was that in every aspect of his life. And uh, he will continue to inspire people, yeah. you know, along with his family for, for generations to come. Because you can't script this stuff. You right. can't. Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So now you guys, as a cast and crew have dealt with loss so how does loss affect you know performance and creativity and how has everyone managed you know to get through losing Paul and you lost another member this year as well well that's life you know everybody deals with it differently you know I mean uh, I will miss Paul every second of every day for the rest of my life and Mm -hmm. at the same time be so grateful for the 25 years I spent with him what I've learned from him as a musician and as a man as, and just as a person, you know, that that to me is the definition of heaven. You know, okay. you're going to live forever through the people that you've touched. Well, there's eternal life, you know. Right. How you deal with it? Well, everybody deals with it differently. You know, I'm very private about dealing with it. There's a lot of tears and there's a lot of sorrow and there's a lot of joy. And, you know, it's like anything else. Yeah. It's, you know, I've lost a lot of people in my life. But I've only lost them in the physical sense, you know, and I'm not going to be selfish about it. I'm just going to, you know, be thankful that, okay, we had a lot of years together. I wish we could have had more, but we can't in the physical sense. But in the the spiritual sense, forever. That's a long time. Okay. And before we let you go, what do you hope people take away after seeing a TSO performance? A (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, I hope they take away the same thing that, you know, people have been taken away for years you know i mean you walk into the mid-america center and you're not really sure what to expect or what it's going to be and when you walk out i just want you to smile and put your arm around whoever you came with and say that was awesome let's do it again next year i love it 
Well, let's do this again next year, Al. Every year, my darling. All right. I'll see your family, and I'll see you. We'll have lunch together in, uh, in Council Bluffs in a couple weeks, and but, I can't wait to see you. Sounds great. Thanks, Al. Take care. Uh, love you, Miss You're Ready. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye. Al Petrelli with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Tickets are on sale now. Make sure you get yours. They always sell out. You're going to meet the guy with the number one Billboard New Age album. Matthew Mayer, coming up next. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you've met him here before. New Age composer and pianist Matthew Mayer is back to talk about his latest album, Beautiful You, the number one Billboard New Age charting debut. Now, this Parent Choice Silver Award recipient is here now to tell you all about the album and the excitement he is feeling. Welcome, welcome to the show, Matthew Mayer. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me again. Yes. Thank you for reaching out. I'm so excited. Well, okay, so I'm so excited for you. Yes, and so you, you have to be able to put into words as best as you can what you're feeling because your album debuted at number one on the New Age <laughs> chart on Billboard. So talk about how you found out, what your reaction was, and how you're feeling. I had got an email from somebody a couple of weeks ago that said, hey, you know, you're, you're probably going to chart, and they didn't give any information on that. So okay. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. I checked it first thing on Tuesday morning, and I hit that refresh button probably 20 times. I'm because sure. like, I was like, that says number one. Seriously, it's a highlight of my career, and even just thinking and talking about it now, I still kind of water up a little bit because it just is something that – I've always had a dream of, and uh, for that to happen, I was just, um, yeah, I still am having a hard time, <laughs> still having a hard time putting it into words. I'm but. sure. And then to want something and to dream of something for so long and then actually see it actualize, that's pretty cool. And for people who don't know, you are a Midwestern guy. You're South right. Dakota, born and bred. That's right. And that's now you right. live in Omaha. That's correct. So there's yeah. probably many people don't realize that... We have a number one billboard artist. (laughs) Could be living right next door. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, it's funny when you say, like, having a dream come to fruition because, I mean, a lot like what you have all done with your career, you know, my first album came out in 1999. So that's 20 years. Uh And, And when you think of it that way, and again, you all know this so well, is I think that's why this whole thing has been so emotional for me is because. It's, it, it's not an overnight success. It is something that I've been grinding away at for years and years and years. And you mentioned the hometown in South Dakota. You know, as much as I would love to tell you, like, yes, it's because I'm such a great piano player, da-da-da, it's really not. It's because there's been people behind me this whole time and that have rallied around this message and that have believed in me in a small town. You know, I come from a town of 700 people, and and really, they're the ones that have supported it the whole time. So nice. So is there going to be a Matthew Mayer Day now? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever get that status, but, you know, I mean, we can make one up, though. I mean, we could just kind of designate one. Sure, designate a Matthew Mayer Day. We'll pick, yeah, absolutely. We'll pick one out, you know, and, and you know. What is the name of your town of 700? So my town um, that I'm from is Canastota, South Dakota. It's about 30 miles west of Sioux Falls. Okay. That's where this all started. 
My dad still works there. He manages the bank there. He's been managing that for about 30 years. And a town of 700 people, I graduated uh, of a class of 13 people. Wow, I love it. So speaking of your dad, what do your parents think? Are they just like, I bet that's so (laughs) fun for them. They were very excited. I think it's one of those things with parents, you know, they've always encouraged me and and they've wanted the best for me. And I think they know how hard I have worked at this. You know, my dad sent just a really sweet email afterwards and my mom both. And and I could tell how sincerely proud they were. And it just meant a lot to me. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to pianist Matthew Mayer. Now his album just debuted at number one on the New Age charts. The album is called Beautiful You. You're hearing all about it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. The message of this album that's connecting with so many people. Tell us about how you came up with the album title and the meaning behind it. So Beautiful You is really definitely my most vulnerable message. I About three weeks ago, <clears throat> I had posted this picture yes. on Facebook. and By the way, this was my favorite post of yours ever. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Awesome. I, uh, you know, it, it was like I had this fear, and at the same time, after hitting it and posting it and really getting it out there, it was like, it was like a relief, and something beautiful came out of that on the other side. So what, what, what that picture is is really me when I was, oh, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade going into junior high, and I was, you know, I was the unpopular one, and, and I was always kind of ashamed with, with how I looked. You know, I was overweight. I had to wear, you know, I had to wear shirts to the pool because, I, you know, I was chubby and, uh-huh. and you know, made fun of all that stuff. Yeah. And, and the message behind that was that I think all of us go through that stage at some point, yes. but there's a vulnerability in that stage that someone's in. And so what I wanted to post is and what the meaning behind beautiful you is that you are beautiful right, right now. And, and again, I always follow that up with, I, it sounds cliche, it sounds really corny, but in this day and age when we compare, when we see posts and we see, oh my gosh, they've got to figure it out, or that person, they've got the nicer things, or or wow, look at that, they're all put together. It's, it's not true. It's breaking through that barrier that says you are enough as you are today, right now. And, and it's a self-realization. It's a self-love. It's a self-care yes. that, that I think at some point, I can only admit it for myself, but at some point we all need that for ourselves. Yes. And so that's the message. And, and to your point, it required me to be as vulnerable as I've ever been. So that was one of my press photos uh, for the album was the photo I never wanted anyone to see because I thought they would say, oh, geez, this guy, he's, look, at, look at how funny looking this guy is. And, but with that came the paradoxical reward of, of being vulnerable. So, yes. um, so yeah, it's, it's a, lot of that, a lot of that self-love message. And you, you also talked about in the post how you wanted to speak to teens who currently Absolutely. feel awkward currently are in that stage, like you said, we all go through. And you were speaking directly to that person, basically love yourself through this and hold on. Yes. And what got you through this time was also music. That's exactly right. So to, to both of those points, I'm glad you brought that up, is first what my message was, especially to teenagers, and this is the only time I've actually made t-shirts with, with that have hashtag beautiful you on it and, and have been giving them out is because you're right. I wanted the teenager or any teenager that's going through what all of us go through, I want them to use that picture as a comparator. Uh-huh. I want them to say, okay, compare to this. Because that's who I am. Right. Like, I, yeah. I would love to, I, I, again, I, in that post, I, I would love to just show you all this well-lit, really cool profile looking of me playing in front of a big crowd. That would be so awesome. Right. And yes, but 
The fact is, if someone's in that vulnerable state, is if you're going to compare, or if you think that I always had to figure out, or any of us had to figure it out, I want you to look at this picture. Because yeah. That's who I am. And you're right, music, music got me through a lot of that and gave me that confidence. You know, among other things, you start to, you know, sometimes you grow out of a, of a lot of that stage. But between the music and between just letting others know that they are not alone, and especially in this day and age with teenagers with so many people with this technology right like it's and you're so on scary. display all the time all the time yeah. all the time and then we forget that hold on here you are enough yeah. you are enough and you know so often it's people comparing their everyday yeah. regular moments to other people's highlight reels where they just post the best things about themselves and then that, that, that so can well make said. that can make a person feel you know down or not enough that is so well said. Our everyday compared to their highlight reels. That is perfectly exactly. Well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more from Matthew Mayer. You're going to hear all about the songs on the album, Beautiful You. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. to the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. If you were just with us, we're in the middle of a chat with New Age music artist Matthew Mayer. Now his album, Beautiful You, just hit number one on the Billboard New Age charts, and he's here to chat all about the album and his musical journey. Let's get back now with Matthew. This concept was in your head when you were writing this. So when you sat down at the piano, you know, where does the inspiration come from? Do you start with a melody? How do these songs come to you? In this one, I knew it was going to be thematic. I knew that there was going to be this overall theme of self-love and digging really deep down. And it's also more minimal than, you know, albums I came out with in early 2000s. Which also um, speaks to the vulnerability, you know, stripping it down to the, to the simplicity, too. Exactly. That's it's spot on. The vulnerability of being confident and being comfortable, even though Ardor was a step into more minimalism, this is really about the beauty of simplicity. Mm-hmm. And, again, going back to there's that underlying message of the beauty of you, I wasn't trying to make an album that's going to be like, okay, he's going to play this really great 6-8 time in left hand, and he's going to be playing all these trills in the right hand, and it's just going to be really cool. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, that's what kind of took me away, okay. further away from my creative spirit earlier. It's a continual maturing for myself creatively to say, let it breathe. Okay. You're yes. enough. Okay. You don't need to impress. Yes. Let that song talk. And so a lot of those songs came out of that, hey, you have to be comfortable with yourself at your very core enough so you can express that same message. Okay. I think every artist dreams of the project where like all the dots are connected with the same yes. theme and this is that one. Exactly. Exactly. It, it carried it throughout the entire album. Um, and a shout out to um, the engineer, Joe Bongiorno. We recorded in Sedona, Arizona. He understood it and he, 
he really captured it yeah. um, for sure. That's so. nice too when you work with people who get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So then, now as you're composing and as you're doing these pieces, do lyrics come through your mind as you're playing, or is it more a feeling? It's both. I mostly it's a feeling, and it's hard okay. to explain. But a lot of times, internally, it's absolutely a feeling. But it's also how it feels to me as I'm, I'm playing the keys. It's not necessarily lyrical in the sense of having words on each passage, but there is, for this one, there is a message. So, for example, the first song, Raindrops of Amor, okay. there's a lot of inner meaning of that, that. It's not only raindrops signifying a cleansing, but Amor is that true love, and that true love is really what only can be that that cleanses your soul. Okay. And so, it's again, it's, it's starting the album out with, let that rain fall on you. Let it cleanse you. Let feel that love upon yourself and upon mm-hmm. your soul. And so you start that out, and, and then it goes on. But, yeah, that's an example. So of, then, like, the titles of the songs, yes. do those come at the end? Do those come while you're composing? Do those come at the beginning and inspire it? Or, or is it different for each one? Most of them came during Okay. During the actual planning of the whole thematic album. So the album. song told you what it wanted to be titled. It, yes, basically. a lot of, and yeah. in this one, a lot of times, yes, exactly. Okay. And, and that's changed, you know, I mean, you know, as, as musicians, sometimes a melody comes and, and it forms well, and you're like, oh yeah, it makes me think of this. But this one really, there was a theme that wanted to be expressed, and I did my best to be a medium of that expression. So, but in order to do that, again, it went back to your point that I had to be real with myself and be vulnerable by myself and be like, okay, here's all my masks off. <laughs> here's, right. Uh-huh. Here's what I want to share with you. And, and if you've gone through this or if you've, or if you've experienced this, just, just know that you're not alone. <laughs> Beautiful message. And if you're just tuning in right now, you're hearing from New Age artist Matthew Mayer here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, who did the artwork on the album? I'm so glad you asked. Her name is Lisa Felzon, and she's originally from the island of Malta. She's done the last three albums. That's what I thought. But I saw her artwork just kind of searching around. I knew what I was looking for, and I saw her piece of that woman falling down through the sky, and that's what I licensed to be the cover for art. She is amazing. She has a Patreon page. She has just captured exactly what I wanted to capture in the music. And in this day and age, I think the visual is just as important. So important, yeah. Now, on the cover, it's a boy handing a rose to a woman. So is that supposed to be you? That boy is me. That funny face-looking boy with the wings. So, so what it is? Yeah, and he and has again, wings. He has wings. Yeah. So, so what it is again? The deeper message of that is a, it's a modern-day Cupid really handing a flower to the listener. That woman is the That's person who thought. receives the music. Again, you'll notice like there's all these hidden meanings. There's a shell on her, which is a modern-day Venus. You'll see a city on the right and bear on the left. It's a mix of taking old and new, and you're seeing a busy person. And it's me just stopping them and saying, okay, okay, hold on. Just hold on. Here, take this. Take this white rose. Take this flower. And I want you to know that you're beautiful. Okay. I love it. And again, the same thing of stopping, even how you did with the music and letting the music breathe. Yes. Stopping yes. in the busyness of life and breathing and, and, you know, embracing that. So now when you tour, you have to take, like, a white rose to every performance. <laughs> I've thought about that. I'm and then like, you need to, like, budget. present it to some random lady in the audience. Totally. And, she's <laughs> and then gonna tell be her, like, like make her stand up and say, you're oh, beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and she'll probably either slap me across the face or saying, you creep. I'm like, sorry, that wasn't the meaning behind it, but I, I can go into <laughs> So are you, are you going on tour? I've been trying to work on a really special 
awesome show here in Omaha. I'm taking my time with it because I want to bring some other friends in and I really want to do it right. Last fall, I had an opportunity to tour in Croatia. We're working on another one for next spring okay. in Croatia as well. So there's just a lot of things right now in the irons in the fire, as you know. Yes, <laughs> and it's probably hard to even sort out what you do next and the importance and priority of all of that, is it? Exactly. Yes. Because again, and one of the many reasons why I admire you all so much is because you're also an entrepreneur and you're also trying to do the best you can that makes you stay afloat, but also... Yes get your music out there. And yes. so you have to be smart about it. You, you have to be somewhat surgically tactical in what you're going to do and what you're not. So, so you're yes, saying I, we're surgeons. <laughs> we all basically are. are. We all are. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Well, that's true. You know, I think that is the hardest point is, you know, what should take my attention now? And especially for you now that, you know, the album is debuted at number one, there's probably a lot of opportunities presenting themselves. And then you have to sift through that and kind of figure out where you go from there too. And also mm. to... Be true to your own vision within that is also another hard task. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. What got you to any goal was a focus that you had, and you work hard towards that, but you're exa- exactly right. You don't want it to take you off track, and you want to stay true, and you want to keep working hard, and you want to keep moving forward. Yes. All right. Well, this has been an awesome chat. <laughs> Love catching up with you at this point, the creation of the music, and where it's taken you, and where it's taking a whole lot of people. Well, I am honored that you asked me to be a part of this. Your show is amazing. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for helping me get this message out there as well, um, that everyone is beautiful. It's, it's always so much fun to speak with you. Such an important message in today's society. You yeah. know, we get so caught up in so many things that take our attention away from our inner self and you know where our true beauty is. So I think a musical reminder of that is awesome. And I also want to say that one thing that we feel like we have found through this journey, which I think they're very parallel, <laughs> is at some point you start to think that it's not really worth it unless you're helping other people. It's kind of like it's only yeah. worth it if you're giving somebody a gift of some sort. I feel like that's what you're doing, and this album has such a beautiful message that really does help other people. I, I love that. Um, you're exactly right, because it is about others, and it is about other people getting behind a message, and it is about something bigger, and that's why this is all happening. And I do have to give one more shout-out to yes. the post that you all put on Instagram, which I want to just say is so true. You said, and I wrote it down, you said, everything you need is in your own backyard. And I read through that, and I can't tell you how much that resonates because we do go through this journey thinking that someone else has the magic wand for your journey, and it's in you. And it's in the beauty of you, and when you start poking at things, other things will start blossoming. So I just wanted to say that that was an awesome, awesome message, and it just resonated with me so much. Thank you. And your journey and our journey comes after you know maybe giving your power away to other people or thinking exactly. other people have the answers and then you know you get down to it and you're like you know what we know who we are we know what we <laughs> want to do <laughs> that is exactly right and then you hit yourself on the head like geez why didn't i come to this realization sooner you know? so like, if like, you're like, listening yes. and you yeah. are at this point you can skip yes. all the in between and just be yourself as often as that's repeated <laughs> it's all inside of you yes i love it and so where can people find you on socials where can they follow you yes yes thank you if you want to follow me on spotify you know matthew mayor pandora matthew mayor and also matthewmayor.com or amazon 
yes, I would love your listenership. I would love your support, and, and I would love you all to, to stay in touch for sure. So yeah, thank you for, for sure. letting me plug that for sure. Awesome. Okay. okay, well, next release, we'll be talking to you. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thanks, Thanks Matthew. Matthew. That's Matthew Mayer. Make sure you check out his brand new album, Beautiful You. Love the inspiration and stories behind this music. And Matthew, thank you for sharing your heart and really getting real about the creation and especially the vulnerability you poured out into this album. Congrats to you. And you can visit Matthew at Matthew Mayer. That's M-A-Y-E-R dot com. Okay, Allie, who else do we have to thank? Al Petrelli. Al, thanks so much for stopping by the show again. We always look forward to our annual visit with you. And today, you really shared your creative heart. Now, Al, we know you're creative to the core, and you really shared all about that on today's show. So we want to thank you once again. And guess what? We'll be seeing you for lunch in a couple weeks. And get your tickets. Trans-Siberian Orchestra in concert November 14th at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs. You don't want to miss it. And I know it's a little early, but you're going to walk away from this concert inspired and ready to kick off your holiday season with gratitude and inspiration. Yes, and that wraps up another show. And just wanting to shout out the themes of our show today, vulnerability and honesty. Bring a little bit of that into your creative work and your life this week. And we'll see you same time, same place next weekend here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So stay happy and stay blessed. Allie. Don't forget to be awesome, Rachel. Well, even though your life might be a complete mess with crazy things going on all the time, remember to create where you are. You said it. And that, my friends, is a wrap. Woo! Yeah. Yeah.